Triple G versus Canelo Alvarez. Post-fight thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, guys, before we jump into this, I just want to remind you to follow me on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to YouTube. YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Did you guys get to watch the big fight? Who did you have winning? I had it. Canelo, 7-5. Now, I know I'm going to upset a lot of people with that score. I upset all the G fans in the first fight when I scored it 14-14. I'm sure they're not happy this time. I heard all the same stuff in the first fight. I'm hearing all the same stuff in the second fight. Robbery. 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 (sighs) All right. Let's get into this. How did I see 7-5? Well, I'll tell you the things I saw Canelo doing. I saw Canelo pushing Triple G back. In my opinion, he bullied G around the ring. That is something you do not see. I have not seen. And nobody else can tell you when G has been bullied around the ring consistently for the entire fight. G was having to move back, use the jab, and try to outbox Canelo. If you remember in the first fight prediction, when I spoke about um, effective aggressiveness, that I didn't like how people gave Triple G rounds just for coming forward. In my opinion, and this is only my opinion, Canelo showed what effective aggressiveness is. He forced G to fight a style that G normally does not fight. Not only that, he forced him to fight a style he's not as good in. It's quite simple. In my opinion, Canelo was the one in the pocket pushing or bullying G back landing amazing, brutal body work that had G huffing and puffing early in the fight. And then in the end, he busted him up as well. Now, facial lacerations and stuff like that, you can't always go on that. But obviously, Canelo was hitting him, and he was hitting him hard. Where did I see good things from G? The good things I saw in G were a little bit in closer rounds. I thought the rounds Canelo won were more clear. I thought the rounds G1 were closer, but I gave him those rounds based off his straight punches, and mainly that was the jab. So Canelo would muff in the center of the ring, and uh, Triple G would throw two, three, four jabs, maybe right hand, right? So this is, he's outworking him in the middle of the ring. Then Canelo would come back with a, a hard left hook to the body, maybe an overhand right, this type of thing. So then you're going, do I like the harder punches? Or do I like the activity? I thought there were rounds where G won just based off activity, even though Canelo landed good hard punches. Like I said, guys, I'm trying to be fair. I'm always trying to be honest with you guys. The longer you listen to me, the more you subscribe, the more you follow, the more we interact, you will realize I'm a unique cat. I am brutally honest. That's the way I live my life in the real life, IRL, and it's the exact same way I am on social media. That's why I was one of the few people out there who scored the first fight 14-14 and took nothing but heat from everybody who had bought into this false narrative that Triple G had not only won the fight easily, but dominated. And I'll get into that in a second, how that screwed up all these people for the rematch.
So I thought there were rounds where G did well with the jab and even his movement. He was not running. Those same people that accused Canelo of running in the first fight will not say G was running in this fight. They will say he was boxing masterfully. And I don't think he was running. Don't get it twisted. But what I'm saying is, you see, when G does something, he can do no wrong. When Canelo does something, he's doing it ineffectively. So they said in the first fight, he was ineffective boxing. He was running. In the rematch, they said he was ineffective coming forward. So you see, it didn't matter what he did or how well he did it. They were going to nitpick and say he couldn't win. He didn't win. He shouldn't be in the, in the same ring with Triple G. I honestly believe he could have knocked G down, let the ref stand him up, laying 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 punch combo, ref stops it, and people would say that the ref stopped it too soon. That's how biased, that's how emotional they were heading into this rematch. And that is a fatal flaw for anybody who wants to win consistently long-term betting. You have to separate your emotions. Let me say that again. You have to separate your emotions. It doesn't matter which fighter you like. You have to separate that. You have to be a professional. It doesn't matter to me if you do this professionally. When you take money out of your pocket and you risk it on a fighter, you have to think like a professional for that fight. Doesn't matter if it's one fight for the rest of your life or if you bet every single weekend MMA and boxing when it comes around. You have to think like I think. You have to think like the real cappers think. You have to separate your biasness, your emotions. You cannot get caught up in that. You've got to look at things that you can cap that could have an effect on the outcome. And that's it. If you want to be a fan, first, don't bet. The second thing, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with being a fan. If you want to be a fan and don't mind throwing toilet money on G or throwing toilet money on Spike O'Sullivan, and we'll touch on that in a second, then you do it. As long as it's not going to dramatically, you know, hurt your lifestyle or you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. If it's nothing big and it's just, you know, pocket change or whatever it is for your lifestyle, if it doesn't affect it, fine, do it. But it's not a consistent way to win. It's not a way to play the game long term. And the other thing is, if you are a fan, then in my opinion, you need to be as objective as possible, even though it is your guy. A perfect example was I was a big fan of Tito Trinidad, but I didn't have him beating Bernard Hopkins up until the knockout. Same thing when he fought Winky Wright. I didn't have him dominating Winky and then whine and cry that he lost a wide decision. Now, you could say, well, it was obvious he lost. Well, in my opinion, it doesn't matter if it's a close fight. It doesn't matter if it's a blowout. It doesn't matter if it's a knockout. It doesn't matter if it's a TKO. It doesn't matter if it's a corner stop. I don't care what it is. I try to look at it as honestly, objectively, and accurately as possible. Now, does everybody do that? Obviously not. But if you're not going to do that, then you can't get upset when the results don't go your way because you're not putting in the time, the effort, 
and the honesty that we always talk about. You have to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself. If it's a fight that you just cannot accurately cap because you're so in love with G, then bet G, but don't go out and spread advice to everybody. And that was happening. There's cappers out there I respect for their knowledge and ability. And guess what? They got cut up. They got caught up just like everybody else in this false narrative that Triple G had dominated. And you know what happened? Those same cappers that I respect carried that false narrative, that emotion, into the second fight. And it messed up the entire capping process for them. And they lost. How do I know this? Well, they follow me. I follow them. Social media. I pay attention. I pay attention to a lot of things. And I could see weeks ago these tweets that are coming out that are already showing their hand. Now, this isn't talking about an accurate capping of, oh, I see this style versus this style. These are things. No, this was pure emotion. And honestly, kind of surprised me. Like, if you've been doing it as long as I have, or you've been in that realm with me somewhere along the road, you should know better. And like I said, if you don't know better, or if you're being honest, at least be honest to everybody and say, G is my favorite fighter. I'm going to pick G, but you guys do your own research. But they don't do that. Why don't they do that? Well, because they have huge egos. And I want to do a separate podcast on this because I don't want to get carried away too much in the Canelo uh, fight. I want to focus more on that, about how these people's egos are ruining things. But it directly relates to the capping. So just like I'm talking about an amateur or a hobbyist or a fan betting, well, things can happen with professional cappers as well. The, the problem with that is a lot of people look to them. So that'd be like if you guys trust me and I come on here and I'm a fanboy for somebody and all I do is spout nonsense about this guy and then everybody's on the same bad bandwagon and something goes awry. Now, I always tell you guys all my information is just for entertainment. I don't tell you guys how much to bet. I don't tell you where you should bet, and I don't tell you what lines you should bet. I just tell you the information as I have it. I explain to you why I think this guy is favored over this guy. I explain to you style matchups, and then I tell you which side I like generally. That's what I do. Then I leave it up to you to make your decision. I'm not here to tell you bet Canelo. On the pre-fight podcast for the Canelo fight, I said I liked Canelo. Did people bet him? I don't know. Maybe they did. If they, if you guys did, awesome. I'm glad I could help you. If you didn't, it sucks, man. It was a close fight. It happens. But I'm not here to make or break your life. I'm just here to give you information. And hopefully, if you enjoy the information, if you believe I'm accurate, if you believe I'm honest, if you believe I know what the hell I'm talking about, then that may help decide Things for your capping. Maybe you'll take my opinion into consideration. And then with your own research, your own tools, your own skills, you took, you come to the conclusion to what you want to bet. At the same time, if you think I'm total and utter garbage, you should fade. Whatever I say, you should go against. It works both ways. Like I said, make money against me if I'm terrible, if I don't know what I'm talking about. I have no ego, guys. None whatsoever. You know why? Because in all honesty, what I'm doing right now on the mic means a zero. I do it for fun. I do it because I like interacting with you. I don't make any money off of it. I make it. I make my money literally capping fights. So if that means something to you, then fine. 
follow me, chat with me, subscribe. Of course I want to interact with you. If it doesn't mean anything, don't just troll me. Don't just get into a pissing contest. Nobody, Nobody's going to benefit from that. If you're doing that, you got severe insecurities. You don't have to downvote my videos. You don't have to talk smack. Just don't follow me. Just don't listen to me. Just go do your own thing. If you're so much better than me, if you know so much more than me, if you can make so much more money than me, then go do your thing. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. It's not affecting my life whatsoever. But I don't want you to waste your time. Why are you wasting your time listening to me? Why are you wasting your time downvoting? Why are you wasting your time talking smack on social media? Should be out there capping, doing your thing, and making money, and living your life, and take care of your family, and being around friends, and taking vacations, and living the lifestyle you want. I want the best for everybody. I appreciate everybody that listens to me. I appreciate everybody that subscribes to me. I appreciate everybody that takes the time to comment to me. I do. I tell you guys that. That's why I put in the in the YouTube comments. Comment. I try to reply to everybody. Social media. Why do you think I give it out? Do you really think it's just about followers? I don't make any money off followers. I could have 10,000, 100,000, a million followers on Twitter. I'm not making any money. I'm not selling you guys anything. I'm not selling you my pics. I do it for free. So I come up here pushing podcast after podcast for free. I'm not making money from YouTube. I'm not selling you any shit. I'm not even pushing go to the forum and sign up. Nothing. I'm just doing this out of the goodness of my heart. And because I like talking to you guys. I like interacting with you. I'm a combat sports fan. I am. Notice I didn't say I'm an ex-fighter fan. I'm not. I try to stay away from that. Of course, there's fighters that come along that you're drawn to. But like I said, if I can't accurately and honestly cap it, then I'm not betting it. Or if I am, I'm just going to say, hey, guys, I really like Tito Trinidad. He's one of my favorites. So you better take everything I say with a grain of salt. Do you guys not believe I would do that? If you've been listening to me, if you've been around from the start, then you know. I'm honest. I will tell you straight. Sometimes you guys don't like it or sometimes maybe my delivery is not the best, but I'm always going to tell you the truth. That's just the way I am. Sometimes it sucks. Most of the time it's good. So I, I keep weighing that back and forth. I would rather tell the truth than not tell the truth. And I don't get everything right, guys. Don't get it twisted. Because I got this fight wrong, I could miss the next five fights in a row. It's just I need to do a separate podcast talking with you guys about mentality and mindset because there's two type of people and I always tell you this and and I'm starting to see this now that the podcast is starting to gain just a little bit of traction that the heat coming from people with big insecurities is starting to come so I'm honest with you guys I want to lay it out there I want to tell you what I see tell you what I hear see where it's going so we can do this all together why because I want a community of like-minded people. It's that simple. Whether you become a millionaire, a trillionaire, or bet one time a year, it doesn't matter to me. If you're a fight fan, if you're a cool person, if you've got no ego, if you enjoy MMA and boxing and communicating and chatting and disagreeing and having fun and joking, I'm not PC. I'm not plastic. So anybody that is, is not going to gravitate towards me. And that's fine. I don't need the whole world. Like I told you guys about my forum back in the day. Geez, I had 10 people, 15 people, 20 people at its max. That was rocking. And I love that thing. 
some of the best cappers in the world. I didn't need 200, 2,000, 200,000, 2 million. I have very little ego, guy. I, I'm seriously, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I have very little ego. I really don't. Like if I make a million dollars and you make 2 million, I don't feel depressed. I don't feel like a failure. And that goes back to mindset. If you're doing what you need to do in your life, then that's all you should worry about. It's just like this podcast. That's what I enjoy. So I talk about it. And that leads back to, well, how, how come you were able to say, you know, 114-114 and then accurately cap the rematch? Well, because I believe it was all about honesty. So when I saw the original Canelo fight and I looked at it, I said people were overlooking the things he's doing well and not giving him as much credit or any credit. And they're overlooking um, G's flaws. And so I use that exact same system and put it in place for the rematch. So to me, it was a very easy, quote unquote, easy fight to cap, not an easy fight to predict the outcome. The easy part of capping it was these are two good freaking guys. Like if you're a Triple G fan out there, don't hold your head down. But also don't make excuses for a loss. It was a close loss, guys. There's nothing to be ashamed about. They could fight a third time and have a draw. Maybe G wins 15-13 or Canelo 16-12 or something. These are the type of fights you get. These are world-class guys. They're, I would say Canelo's more in his peak, in his prime than G, but G is still right there hanging with him. It speaks volumes to how good G is. I don't understand why people don't want to give other fighters credit. Even if you don't like that fighter, you have to respect what they do. You have to respect what Canelo did in the first fight and the things he did well. Of course, you can point out the things your fighter does well. But when you're accurately capping, you got to point out what both fighters do well and what both fighters didn't do well. And then see if that's going to play again. We had the benefit of a first fight. Chocolatito and Fuentes didn't fight. You got to cap that based on individual styles. We had a first fight to look at. So where did everybody go wrong? They went wrong because they were biased and emotional. And that's not a good way to make money. And it's certainly not a good way to watch fights. You don't want to be a Triple G fan. And then every single time the outcome isn't like how you want it to be, you cry robbery. The first fight, guys, it was not a robbery. Canelo, 14-14, the best. The best I could give him, 14-14. G, probably 15-13 in my opinion. Again, I thought the fight was scored accurately 14-14. This fight, I believe 7-5 Canelo. Can I argue 14-14? Of course I can't. I'm honest. I always tell you guys, usually in a 7-5 fight, you can swap it. You can go 7-5 the other guy or a draw. The only thing we're talking about is basically two rounds. One round or two rounds. The opposite way. Over 12 rounds, that's very easy to do. So the G fans out there, if you had G at 14-14 or G 15-13, okay. I don't think G won. In my opinion, the best he could have done is 14-14. Just like I said in the first fight, the best Canelo could have done was 14-14. I believe the best that G could have done in this fight was 14-14 and no better. But I wouldn't pull out my hair and throw my TV through the window if somebody said 1513G. I don't agree with it, but like I said, we're getting into a little bit of close round here. One round, two rounds, three. You know, the fight, there were 
rounds that were close. I'm not going to say every round was easily Canelo and every round was easily G or anything like that. It wasn't that way, just like it wasn't that way in the first fight. So basically the way I'm looking at it was the first fight was close and the second fight was close. I don't really see a problem with that, but you could already see on social media people going bonkers about it being a robbery and boxing's a joke and that's why people don't watch it. And that's why it's not mainstream. I mean, come on, guys. You're going way overboard. Just like you bought into it the first time, you're going to buy into the second time. And if they fight a third time and it's another 12-round close fight, you're going to buy into it the third time. Now, maybe G wins the third time. And then you can say, yeah, see, he won. But the fact of the matter is you're still making the exact same mistakes. You cannot do that if you want to be betting and winning long term. If you want to bet and win consistently, you cannot play that game. You simply can't. And like I said, from a fan's aspect, it seems terrible. Like why would I, every single time my guy is in a close fight, I think he's robbed. That's no fun. Like I get it. Like Trinidad, he lost twice. B-Hop knocked him out. Wow. You want to talk about shocked? I didn't sit there and make excuses. We're talking about 9-11 and all that stuff that was going on. I didn't make excuses for any of that. He lost. B-Hop tore him up. Same thing with Winky. The slick boxer with very little power just outboxed him. Tattooed him. It happens, man. These guys aren't invincible. And the sooner you realize that, the better capper you'll be. And the sooner you realize, the better fan and enjoyment you will have. Like you enjoy the sport better realizing, hey, sometimes it happens. I think it's personally amazing what G's done. He had something like 20 title defenses, I believe it was. He's going on 37 years old. I mean, he was hanging toe-to-toe with Canelo. Do I think Canelo won? Yes. But it was still a close fight. I don't see Canelo winning 10 rounds, 11 rounds, 9 rounds. Like I said, the most, the most I could see was an 8-4. to four. I believe 7-5 to five is more accurate. But still, that's a, that's a close fight, a 7-5 to five fight. We're one round off from a draw. So I don't get why everybody's panties get in a bunch because their guy that they like lost a close fight. Why can't you just say, hey, yeah, it was a close fight. I could see Canelo winning or, oh, I thought it was a draw, but, you know, one round to Canelo. Of course I can find one round. That's being honest. And you you just want to be honest in your life, honest with yourself. But as far as trying to make money, you got to be honest with yourself. So what do I see for these two going forward? Well, G was pissed. So his fans and him are going to be pissed. And over the next couple days and weeks and months, that's all we're going to hear about. Robbed, robbed, robbed. First of all, I believe Abel is a terrible poor sport. I told you guys this before when I did the podcast about running. Don't run. Don't run, Canelo. Don't run. Don't run, Canelo. Well, you can't say he ran because it was your guy that was being pushed back. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, what's going to go on? They're going to say they were robbed, that his belts were stolen, and that they want a third fight. I'm telling you that right now. There's no other way that they can go. They're not going to be honest and say it was a close fight and that they could have lost. Because right then and there, first of all, other fans would go, right? I mean, what would happen to them? But second of all, they can't do that because then there's no possible way for a third fight. So they've got to make it, whether they believe it or not. 100% that it was a robbery. So you're going to hear robbery, robbery, robbery. 
And then all those sheep and all those people that were on the first fight about robbery, robbery, robbery are going to say robbery, robbery, robbery for the second fight. If I'm Canelo, do I fight him again? Well, he gave, you know, a, a good fight the first time. You guys rematch. He gave a good fight the second time. You got the win. I think you should do a third fight. I don't think G's ever going to get any better at this point, quite honestly. I think Canelo has more upside than G, but I would have to factor in a lot of stuff to cap the third fight because they are so equally talented and do stuff so well that negates the other guy. Like you've got, if you guys re-watch this fight and realize what a high level they're fighting at, it's stunning. Like this is, wow, this is top of the top cream of the crop type of stuff here. So I would have to look at that, see how long the fight uh, takes place later. I think the longer, the better for Canelo. Like I said, I saw some creeping of age in there. I think a lot of it was because uh, Canelo was doing amazing body work. I've never seen G that tired and busted up and pushed back like that consistently for the entire fight. And I believe that Canelo knows that he can take his punch. He proved it. And that he can stand in front of him for the entire fight. He proved that. And that he can push him back and he can touch him. He proved that. So as G gets older or more time out of the ring. So say it takes eight months, nine months, a year off before a rematch. I think that favors Canelo more than G. Even though they'd be out the same amount of time. Canelo is younger. He has less wear and tear. He has a different type of style. G's, you could see G was not comfortable fighting in the style he fought. At all. Was he effective? At times. But not nearly as effective as he is throughout his whole career of coming forward and chasing people down. Even the first fight, he looked far more comfortable than he did in this fight. And in this fight, he took way more punishment than he did in the first fight. And a, definitely a lot more body shots. He was tired, guys. It shows you how good he is. He fought through that at 37 years old. That's what I'm saying. I don't think any of this was a disgrace. I don't think the first fight was a disgrace. I don't think the second fight is a disgrace. And I think people are doing a disservice to both fighters by automatically screaming from the rooftops that it was a robbery. I believe if you go back and listen to the pre-fight podcast, I said this could happen. Like robbery, robbery, robbery could happen if it was another close fight, especially if it was G that was the one coming forward. I thought for sure, if G's the one coming forward and Canelo's boxing again and we go 12, regardless of the outcome, unless it's a whitewash, people are going to go crazy. Well, this time it was different because Canelo came forward, which I didn't think he would do the whole fight. Quite honestly, I said I thought he was going to do it in spots. I thought he was going to box, counter, but stay in the pocket more. I didn't expect him to just Chavez it up, muffed up, Mexican style, say let's see who the real Mexican style is. And that's what he did. And it was effective. And a lot of people said coming into this, he can't do it. He can't stand with G. He'll get knocked out with G. He can't hurt G. Remember all that stuff we talked about in the previous podcast? Well, he proved everybody wrong again, but he just doesn't get quite the amount of accolades that he should except this time he got it with the judges and I believe that was the right call obviously there's going to be a lot of people who disagree with this and I'm okay with that guys really like I don't have an ego I'm not here to toot my horn again listen to the Lemieux uh post-fight podcast where I screwed that up with overestimating Spike Sullivan I'm honest I tell you guys that I'm not here to talk trash about any anybody else or what you thought or why you thought I'm just trying to explain to you 
the mindset I used to be a successful capper that a lot of people can't do, a lot of people have trouble with, and I'm hoping that maybe I can rub off on you, maybe something I say connects with you, makes you a better person, makes you a better better, makes you enjoy the sports more. You know, I'm really just doing this, like I said, just to connect with people and interact with people and have fun with people. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the fight. I know that I'm going to get a lot of heat. I'm already getting heat on social media, so I'm sure people will be downvoting the, the this video and everything else. And that's cool if that's what it makes you happy, if that's what gets your rocks off, you know, go ahead and do what you got to do to make yourself feel better. But for those of the people out there that support me and follow me and enjoy what I'm bringing, I appreciate you guys. And of course, I want to hear from you guys. Give me your scores. Hit me up on social media at fightjunkie.com. Of course, comment on YouTube. Let me know what your scores were. Let me know who you had winning. Let me know what you had for the first fight. Let me know what you think going forward for the rematch. Just let me know your general thoughts about the card, about how how everything played out, how everybody looked, how you thought the entire match was going to play out and what you got wrong or what you got right. These are the things that I think are awesome and that makes everything worth it, what we're doing with the way that we're able to communicate with one another and not always get everything right. Right? Like nobody's perfect. And we talk about that all the time. But it doesn't matter. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to be consistent. And the in the more honest and accurate way we can cap these fights, the more consistent we will be. Trust me, guys, I've been doing this a long time. There's nothing out there that says that you can't do it even better than me. So if you want to interact, hit me up. If you enjoyed the podcast, please shoot one of those likes because I'm sure a lot of the G fans are pissed at me and are going to downvote it, and I'm sorry, guys. I'm just being honest. I had Canelo winning this time. Your guy is still a top-notch guy. It was a great fight. I would not turn away from a third fight. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.